Welcome to the Ink Feather podcast, which explores the worlds of sci-fi and fantasy books through those who bring them to life. Every week we chat with authors and industry pros about their books, including new releases and old favorites. I'm Lauren, and this is episode 47, where I talk with best-selling author Jim Butcher. Jim Butcher, you guys, it's finally time for me to have Jim Butcher on the podcast. He is one of my favorites. I love the Dresden Files so much. Like if you have listened to this podcast at all and heard me talk about a series that collectively is my favorite, it would probably be the Dresden Files. And um, I've known Jim for years now. He was in my uh, one of my fantasy author calendars. I've hung out with him. He's a very cool dude. And when I uh, found out last year that he had two books coming out back to back, both set in the Dresden File world, I was like, all right, I have to have you. So um, we ended up actually recording this towards the end of last year, but I took a couple months off at the end of last year, so I am publishing it now at the beginning of 2021. But it's still relevant because the Dresden books only came out recently, and um, there are two, so you can get caught up if you haven't read. And if you have read, it's still close enough that you can hopefully uh, appreciate what he has to say about the stories because they were really... Um, impactful books, uh, especially the second one, Battleground, that came out in September. Uh, Yeah, there was a lot that happened. There was some major character stuff that happened. Um, I will say, if you are a fan of the series and you have not read the new books, we will not be giving any big spoilers away. So if you have never read The Dresden Files, you probably should because, I mean, we're on books like 17 or whatever in this series right now. But if you haven't read the most recent books... Um, none of the major spoilers are going to be given away. So we do talk broad strokes about the the plotting and the planning of the books and why things were the way they were in general, but you should be safe. Um, yeah, we talk a lot about uh, how he split the books in two and about kind of the writing decisions he made to help bring those to life and about um, what's up next with Harry. We actually talk a, a surprising amount about what's coming up after these books. So it's kind of just a good overall topic about Jim's insight into these recent stories and what's coming up and Harry in general. So if you are a fan of the Dresden Files, this is a really fun episode to listen to. Also, I want to remind everybody that I have an ink feather shop on Etsy and it actually has Jim Butcher stuff in it. So it has a ton of other author stuff too. We have like Christopher Paulini, we have Patrick Rothfuss, we have Robin Hobb, we have uh, Gregory Maguire, we have Scott Westerfeld and Tahada Mafi and Holly Black and Lee Bardugo. I'm just like running Cami Garcia. I'm just trying to think who's in my head here. There are tons of authors in this that have signed swag and uh, Jim's, a lot of Jim's signed swag has run out unfortunately but I do have signed full calendar still which actually has all of the authors on their picture signed and that still has Jim's signature and then I also have the general swag that was Jim's photo so there are postcards and uh, bookmarks so you should go check that out if you're a butcher fan and you want some cool fantasy photography of Jim himself that I shot Um, it is on my Etsy store which is ink feather shop over on Etsy please check it out it's really there's some really fun things in there um And also, it's just also a reminder that I have a fantasy coloring book that I just released right before Christmas, where I commissioned 20 international artists to illustrate my fantasy photography and make like this adult, fun fantasy coloring book with, um, you know, beautiful portraiture that they interpreted in really fun, uh, creative ways. So if you are wanting to zen out and do some coloring, that is something you can find in my store on my website, which is... uh, 
theinkfeathercollective.com. So it will be in my Etsy shop soon, but right now, if you want it, um, you can check it out, theinkfeathercollective.com. In the shop tab, there is postcards as well. If you want to send some letters or, um, you know, color first and then send some notes, uh, there's some fun coloring postcards as well. But yeah, so fun swag um, in two different places, some Jim Butcher and author swag, some just fun fantasy stuff, if that is your, if your stuff, so check it out. I also want to remind everybody that I have a Patreon. If you go over to Patreon and look up Ink Feather Books, uh, it is something I am going to be talking more about this year. I've had it for about a year, but I haven't done a whole lot with it. But this new year, I kind of wanted to just help um, cover some of my time. It actually takes a lot of time to make this podcast between coordinating, recording, editing, getting all the content up online, especially now that I'm going to be trying to do it weekly and getting it more consistent. So you can... Uh, throw a little money my way, a little love my way, buy me a coffee, buy me a dinner, essentially, uh, over on Patreon. And that really helps because it helps me be able to bring this content to you guys. And um, yeah, I am also always open to hearing suggestions on authors you would want me to have as guests. Uh, I'm happy to hear what you have to say. I have a lot of really awesome authors lined up already for this year, and I'm working towards more, but I'm always open to suggestions as well. Um, And you can mention that over on Patreon or message me here. That's totally fine. So yeah, lots of fun things to check out. Lots of cool options for you if you want to support the podcast, support me. Uh, And like I said, I have more episodes coming soon. But for now, let's delve into it. So here is our interview with author Jim Butcher. And I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. guys, I'm really excited today to have Jim Butcher on the podcast. I have talked about The Dresden Files before, and it is one of my all-time favorite series. And I'm really excited because Jim had two books come out this year, and they're amazing, and I cannot wait to talk some uh, details with him about it and just his writing in general and this series. And so I'm just so stoked to have him on the podcast. So Jim, welcome to the Ink Feather Podcast. Why, thank you very much. I, I'm i just sitting here reminiscing about your books and like, I actually, because this is, these are books, what, 16 and 17 in this series, plus the short story books. Yes. Like crazy long into this series and it's, it's still just as good, if not better. And but I was like reading through some of the summaries and reminding myself, cause I read the books earlier in the year, but I wanted them fresh for like now. And just like the crazy shit that you put these characters through and the, the journey that we have been on to get to this place. And we're not done yet, but man, these books, you kind of took us through some emotional ringers this year. So I kind of want to just delve right in. I guess the first thing too, is that this is actually, this year is the 20th anniversary of the first book coming out. So you have been working on this series. This has been published for 20 years. Can you like, how has that been? Uh, busy, <laughs> you know, it, it's nice having something stable that I can work on, you know, that I, that I can just keep coming back to, that's good. Yeah. And you know, the, I mean, the fans keep liking it. So I'll, I'll just keep going, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure if I forgot one, but I think are you up to like 20, I feel like 27 books is what I have down. Is there one I'm forgetting? Maybe right, right around the late 20s is like total how many books you have out? The Spider-Man book, Six Furies, and 19 Dresdens is 25. Uh, oh, and 26 for the Cinder Spires. Okay, so yeah, 26. Like it's it's just, 
insane, like how much you've gotten done. And, you know, we had our last Dresden book a few years ago, and then you surprised everybody this year by doing two books back to back. So I kind of want to just talk about that a little bit. I'm, I'm trying to decide how I want to do this. So if you're listening and you've never read any of the Dresden books, this is probably not the episode to listen to, because even though we're not going to delve into like the major, major spoilers of the details of these books, I'm sure we'll talk about things that <laughs> will be in the other books and up to this point in the broad strokes. So you probably don't want to listen, but if you don't mind being spoiled and you kind of want to hear about, you know, some of the processes we're going to talk about, then continue to listen. But I guess I kind of wanted to pick your brain on why you decided to do two books this year and the way you did it, because we kind of have more of like, I don't want to say it was a quieter book because the Peace Talks wasn't necessarily that, but like Battleground was busy. <laughs> and Peace yeah, Talks yeah. was more like emotionally stressful in a sense. Not that Battleground wasn't emotionally, but you know what I mean? It was more like discussion versus action, I guess. So like, it's almost like they were two, like a part one and part two in a way. Like, it's kind of how I saw them. And they're, I mean, they only published two months apart too. So like, take uh -huh. us through that journey of like, writing these two back to back and why you did it that way. Okay, well, I started writing a book, which I do. <laughs> I got finished with the book and I sent it to my editor. And the editor said, the book is too long. I said, what do you mean the book is too long? She says, it's too long. If we publish this like this, it's going to, we're going to have to charge $50 for a hardback because it's too far outside the normal mm. uh, parameters for what we're doing. And I said, oh, and I said, I don't think I want to be the first guy to, to break the $50 barrier. That can be somebody else. Stephen King can do that. But once we heard about that, I said, well, what, what are our options? And she says, well, we could split it into two books. And I thought about it. I, was, I didn't really want to do that. Yeah. I thought about it for a while. And uh, then I said, okay, I'm willing to do it, but only if we can do them in back-to-back -back months, like the release of Back to the Futures 2 and 3. Mm. You know, I, I just had some nostalgia for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and so she went and looked to see if they could do it. And she came back and said, well, we have to print too many books for you now. You're, you know, you've you got, you know, then that's y'all's fault. That's not my fault. But so there's too many books for you now. So we, we can't print you in back-to-back -back months. We have to print you in back-to-back -back quarters. And that's as close as we can get. And I was like, okay, well, can we make it as close as possible between the quarters? And she says, yeah, I'll work on that. Said, okay, good. So it wound up being, instead of a month apart, it wound up being like 70 days apart, something like that. Yeah, I think the first one came out on my, it's my sister's birthday. That's why I remember it was July 14th. And then this last one came out like mid-end September. So it's not yeah. that terribly far apart. And yeah, it was... It's interesting because even though there are climactic things in peace talks, I see them kind of as like a, a part one and two because of the way the story, it just keeps going. And I mean, Battleground is just one giant fight, <laughs> one giant, you know, stress-filled, beautiful story that I, I put a bunch of BTS memes on my Instagram stories. It was just me like shocked of like reading this book today. I was just, as I was wrapping things up, I was just like, oh my God, my face <laughs> with Battleground, like all the shit that just kept happening. And I even messaged a friend who's another big fan and cause she'd read Peace Talks, but hadn't read Battleground. And I'm like, girl, you need to get on that now. We need to have a talk. Like, I am so excited to have that to talk to her about because you really just took our characters through the ringer, which is saying something considering how much you have done to them all throughout this series. And I'm really curious. I know you've you're have been known for in this series. And one of the things I think you do best in the series, too, is just your plotting is amazing. And when you were planning this, did you uh, like how is it knowing you have to keep upping the ante every time? Because you have these different villains coming and going and different climaxes. But like you kind of take it to a whole other level with these ones. Maybe a little. I, I don't know. I mean, I just. I just do what I do as far as I'm concerned. Um, I mean, this one, there was a lot of stuff that had been building for a long time. Yes. And we, were, we, we, got to, we got to see some, some, some things in action. We got to talk about some more stuff. I, did, I think the next book will probably be a little bit quieter after that one because 
you know, we need it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, <laughs> Emotionally, <laughs> I'm like, seriously, dude, you <laughs> seriously, I was like, I don't know what I put in the meme, but I was like, we have to talk, Jim. Like I said it in my conversation because it just, yeah, it was, oh, yeah. but it was such a, like, as a, as a fan of a series that has been going for this long, it was exactly what I wanted. You know, like these, oh, these books, like the first one, I was like, okay, I know things are happening. There were arguments, there were interesting dynamics happening with peace talks, but yeah, having just, I mean, obviously Battleground's fresher in my mind because I just finished it. But yeah, it was, as a fan, it was what I what I wanted. So it's interesting because you're just like, yeah, this is where the story took me. Like it wasn't, I feel like I'd heard that you were planning like a massive multi-book climax to the end of the series. Is that still something that's on the table? Yeah, the original plan was for 20 of the case books and then like a big old doorstopper trilogy okay. at the end to finish things off. That's not the plan anymore. Now I had to I had to split one book exactly, and it looks like I have to write another one. I'm gonna I'm gonna need another one mm. to, to fit in there because I hadn't counted on, you know, how hard this was gonna hit the audience. So I've I've had to add another book into the series. So we'll have 22 books and then a big trilogy at the end, and that'll make 25, and that'll be that's a nice you know that's a nice wizardly number that's, five that's, by five. I was gonna say that feels that feels good too, and I'm I'm saying yeah, like yeah. and considering you also obviously have those initial ideas still floating in the overall arc that you've been striving towards i'm sure yeah yeah it's going well that's amazing i don't want to change it now 25 year old me was on to something uh-huh. yeah he was way more confident than i am i'll tell you that oh my gosh well i feel like i remember because we're facebook friends i feel like i remember you posting something like last year or the year before like like in third person like yeah jim book 27 isn't any easier than book two and i was thinking like man is this this is like the real writer's advice that authors maybe they don't need to know it but they also kind of do need to know it it's just like yeah 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 it's in the you're in the trenches like even after all this time, I'm sure there's some things you've polished, but it's still just the creative birthing, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just working on it. Uh, I, when I started, I, I essentially, I knew the broad outlines of the story. Like, for example, I knew what all the New York Times headlines were going to say about, you know, about given events. Mm. You know, that's kind of the level at which I planned things out for, for the large events of the, of the story was uh, you know on that level of, of of we can look at the you know the, the the movie tone newsreel at the beginning of the at the beginning of the film you know yeah so it doesn't give you like all the full details of what's going on but it gives you a solid overview and so that was my original writing was the, was the solid overview and and then after that it became a lot more about working the characters into the plot uh, working with the characters doing character work stuff that I've learned more and more about over the years uh, as I've been going mm. I mean it doesn't feel like to me like it's any different than when I started it is because I've learned a lot of yeah. stuff, but I've just incorporated it in, you know, so yeah. uh, I don't feel any, I don't feel any smarter. I definitely don't feel any smarter as I keep going. But then again, I've never written a 25 book epic before. So. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's also like a weird getting older thing. Like I'm, I'm feeling that too. Cause I just turned 40 and I'm like, I am so much dumber than I was at 30. And I don't even know why. Cause I know more things, but I feel like I'm dumber. Like, I feel like there's something with our age or, I don't know. It's I. I... Uh, yes, it's it's known as wisdom. <laughs> it's one of those things things that is really helpful for being less dumb. Aware. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just um. I don't know. I just really wanted to chat with you about these books too because you, without ruining any major spoilers, you really, you know, knowing you're getting further in the series now, you had to make some hard choices with characters and stuff too. Like you've done it before, but I'm wondering uh-huh. why why you went the route you did. Was it just that's how it was in the story? It was time to make these big changes? Because you did like book 13 was kind of a shocker for everybody in the series, sure. 12, 13. I vividly remember this because I, I don't know if you remember remember this story. So for those of you listening, I found this series 
Jim was in my second author fantasy calendar. And the person who helped me with those initially was Patrick Rothfuss, who is a friend of yours. Um, and right. he's a fan of these books to the nth degree. And when I was planning the first calendar, he and I were like out grabbing Chinese and talking about stuff. And he kept saying like Dresden this and Jim that. And I was like, I haven't read them. And then he was like, oh, you're on a road trip, right? I have all of them on CD. Do you want to borrow them? And he gave me like a fat Bible of discs that were Dresden. I was like, okay, Ugh, I'm on a month long road nerd. trip. I know. Nerd. He literally was like, nerd. here, you want to borrow my books? I was like, yes, I do. And my friend and I were <laughs> so into them. I vividly remember, it's actually weird how there are certain scenes like, I think it's in the third book. There's a scene where... Harry's like in the fake court and they're seducing him and he's trying to avoid it. And he basically pours a bucket of water down his pants, like ice down his pants. I remember yes. vividly, I was outside of Bryce Canyon at Ruby Inn in the parking lot in that scene. And I will always, every time I go there now, I'm like, yep, this is where I read that scene. Like there are vivid <laughs> moments I have remembering that story. And it's, it's, and my friend and I actually got, <laughs> this is how much we loved them. We went to a radio shack and bought a portable CD player and speaker so we could take them into a hotel room and listen outside of our car. Like that's how much we love the books. And so, you know, having that and knowing, you know, oh, that was what I, my point was, is I'm, as I was doing this road trip, I was meeting all the authors for the calendar. And I remember Holly Black saying to me, like, you don't even know what's coming. Cause she was talking about like 12, 13 and all the crazy stuff you did there. And she's like, he's just, it was just amazing hearing about the stuff that you were doing in these books and just continue to see how you've kind of just taken these characters that we love and just hurt us and hurt them and <laughs> done it so emotionally beautifully that it's wonderful. Like, even though it hurts, I got to know, like, was this always part of the big plan, just where we're at? Or was it just like, yeah, it's time? No, it was part of the plan. Part of the plan. All right. Yeah, things are proceeding apace. I mean, and it was a pretty big yes. death in this book, yes. uh, I will admit. But on the other hand, I've had a Facebook profile picture up for like three years that told everybody this was coming. <laughs> so, really? Uh, uh, so if you got surprised by it, well, you know, I, I, I warned yes, you. Yes, I didn't see it. Well, apparently I'm just... <laughs> I... Yeah, nobody did it. Because yeah, it, it was like two years ago that it was, <laughs> oh, it was last time. So yeah. you're like, so clearly on every, every interview you're having, everyone's going, why did you do this to us? Like, I'm sure you're probably like, oh God, not another one. But it, you did, you, not blind, obviously you didn't blindside us, we're just blind. But it was like, I remember other extremely emotional scenes. Like I remember a scene, I don't think I've ever cried so hard in a book. And I, granted, I think part of it is because I do the audio and James Marsters is Harry and it's perfect. But like, you know, you have scenes where Harry was checking on his family, deciding what choice to do. And he sees Mouse and he hugs him and they're crying and I'm crying. And it was like, you know, like this crazy, you do that. You're really good at pulling on those emotional heartstrings and you did it this round too. So I'm glad, I mean, I guess I'm glad it was part of the big plan. And I'm also a little scared to know what you have in store for us, considering what you've done. Well, that's okay. You won't know what's going on until it's happening to you. I won't torture oh, you that way. Well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, it's, I love these books. They are just like, seriously, my favorite. I talk about them. And I mean, you know this, I still need to get a deadbeat t-shirt. That is like my favorite book. I, I had that. Be yeah, my, those are good shirts. Listening, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Deadbeat is the seventh book in the series. It's my favorite, probably seen in a book. Basically there's crazy necromance zombies running around Chicago. And at one point he rides a zombie dinosaur around who proceeds to eat them all. And it's the best scene ever. And it makes me smile. And so you had a friend who made like a Jurassic Park 
mimicked kind of <laughs> with Harry riding. Oh, it's just so good. I need to get one. But yeah, it's just, yes. yeah. But this book, like Peace Talks and Battleground really just, I don't know. It just felt like it took it emotionally to another level too, because, you know, like you said, things have been building. There are a lot of plot points that were happening because, you know, the last book was like Ocean's Eleven kind of heisty book. Like this had more of a bigger epic scale feel to it. So yeah, I'm really glad that you were able to <laughs> give us both of those books back to back. It was, it was a, a good choice, I think, for you guys to do. Oh, I think so, too. I'm, I'm glad I didn't break the $50 barrier. Oh my gosh. Also. I'm trying to think, like, I feel like there's, I have, a, like, Paulini's new book's pretty big. Sanderson books are pretty big, and I'm, they're not 50 bucks, so I don't know. I think it was more about which publisher they were using and what size thing, or which printer they were using and what size things That makes they could sense. Handle. Yeah, that makes sense. So if it's just too far outside the parameters, then it means yeah. they have to set up all kinds of new things, and that means it's more expensive. Sense. Yeah, you know, I know. I'm just, I mean, I'm not complaining. We got two books, and they're great. And that, I mean, again, gives you more of that room, too, to, to play. What are you working on now? Are you taking a break because it's been a double year? Are you kind of moving forward with the series? or? Right now, I'm working on uh, Cinder Spy, the next oh, Cinder Spire book. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hope wow. that I finished up before too terribly long. Quiet, Oh, uh, puppy pup. <laughs> He's very yep. cute. Oh, that's great. I always like to ask authors, have you read anything or watched anything good lately? Like we have, uh, it doesn't have to be sci-fi fantasy, even though this is a sci-fi fantasy podcast. I always like to see if the authors have had the chance to read or watch anything good, or are you just... Uh, you mean that's not sci-fi fantasy? I don't know. I give people, no, you can do it, obviously. I'm, I'm trying to think if no, I have watched anything no, no, that's no, not sci-fi fantasy. No, 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 you can. I'm just saying if you have, that's okay, because people read across the board. But I... I I don't even think I have, to be honest with you. I don't. I, well, I've been re I've been rewatching Babylon Five lately. I mean, that so. a good safe. But... Uh, oh, great series! Taught me everything I knew about storytelling. I mean, it was good. Yeah. Solid, solid writing. Some of the best character work around. All right. Well, there you go. I mean, if you haven't seen it, uh, where what are you doing with your life? I guess get get, get on it. <laughs> no, that's fair. So, where is there anything you can kind of tell us about the direction of the next books? I mean, I know you said you're going to be writing a new one, but like broad strokes, you kind of, you know, you did bring us down after a big climax and you had some kind of emotional, but then there was still kind of a shocker at the end too with packs and things that were happening. Are I mean, what's what's in store next for Harry and the gang? You know, he's he, he's he's going to he's settling in now. He's starting to understand the shape of the conflict that he's in. And as a result, he's looked around and realized, oh, wait a minute, I need a power base. Mm. And not one that has me crazy man on Cthulhu Island, you know, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that kind of power base yeah. either. Oh. I mean, yeah, he could go there and be safe and ultimately powerful and probably, you know, just from the, just from the isolation alone, you know, probably turning into one of the uglier people around. Isolation, no bueno, you know, not for a yeah. long time. So he's got to, you know, build something that's, that's, you know, not out there. So he's working on that. And we're going to see the, the, the new book I want to write is I'm just going to call it 12 months. And it's going to be about how you put your life back together after it explodes. Mm. I mean, yeah. And that's kind of going to be the background. It's going to be Dresden, file, Dresden Files Insanity because yeah. it always is. But what I have to do is I have to write, you know, this character who's gone through hell and you know, has seen and faced and suffered things that would break a lot yes. of people. And Harry has suffered stuff from the very beginning. And a lot of it is stuff that you might not have noticed unless you're either really good at picking up on subtext or it's been you mm. who suffered something like it. Because I don't mention all the bad things that have happened to Harry. So you know how much I avoid fade to black? So almost any time there's a fade to black sort of ending on there's a scene, more there. it's because... Dresden is intentionally pulling the curtain mm. over what happened. 
and he doesn't think about it and he doesn't really have a lot in the way of emotional confidants because he he's not a, a big emotional sharer. He tends to be kind of a loner and somewhat isolated. Just I mean not not intentionally, but that's just sort of the shape of yeah. his life. And as a result, you know, he's been taking damage and damage and damage and damage and you can't keep doing that without it having an effect yeah. on you. And it starts doing all kinds of horrible things to humans. And some of these horrible things that have been happening to Harry lately, I mean, this, this is a key to mind that Harry has his explanation for everything, but Harry's a wizard. He's like magic centric in his bias. Okay. So a lot of the things that Harry blames on magical stuff, maybe it's not really as much the magical stuff, or maybe it is the magical stuff, but it's only being fueled by the damage that is inside him. Because remember, magic is tied to your emotions. Yeah. You get emotionally damaged, what's going to happen? <laughs> Let's find out. I'm not sure. That's what I'm going to be Yeah, wondering. but I mean, you're right. I'm just thinking back on, on like all of the various just shit that he's been through and like, you know. Yeah, you can't. And it doesn't matter how tough you are. You can yeah, only take it for so and long. And just about his, um, and it's funny because you're saying he's a private person, even though like we're in his head. Yeah. Like there's still, like you're saying, there's things that he doesn't even look at in himself. That's really interesting. I'd be really interested to see what, what comes out now. Wow. This is great. So when you were writing these two books, is there a particular part or scene or thing that you like really enjoyed finally be able, being able to bring to light or like that in general, you were just like, oh, this was really great. Oh, just being able to to blow up oh my buildings. God, the whole book. I, I mean, so good. Being able to write. You know, I, I got to write a scene with a Sasquatch climbing a skyscraper and fighting monkey octopuses on the way. I mean, that's my that's job. So they pay me for that. What the I hell? I feel like I messaged you in the last book because you had written Scuttle Humped, and I will never forget that in my life because I was like, Thank who's you. this Thank Scuttle Humped? This is amazing. What am I reading? I love I love this right now. Like. For Fortunately, I am a writer of English. I get to make up words when, when we don't have one. But it was the most exactly, perfect you know? word combo ever. And I was like, this it is so vivid. You know exactly what's happening. Yeah, I mean, and especially <laughs> with the Sasquatch showing up. I, oh, it's just, they're just, it's so great. But yeah, I mean, there are so many crazy things that happen in these books. And, you know, and also one of the things I really loved is that in Battleground, it's basically all the people that we have come to love or hate, they have to just get over themselves and it's all about something bigger and basically everybody we know is in the book and is just like trying to save the world you know and in their own way or trying to do different things obviously there's you know different motivations but it was really fun to kind of see everybody and have every, all these different characters kind of showing up in different ways and you know because Harry has emotional stuff that happens with like his close friends in like with Ebenezer his uh, his like mentor friend I don't want to guess again I'm not trying to spoil for those who haven't read but like you know they had some parting of ways and some issues in the in the earlier on and yet they're still trying to you know you have to get over it because bigger bigger shit's happening bigger things are out there and it was a really fun thing to read just you know these characters that we've been with for so long to see them all doing the thing you know yeah that must have been just so much fun <laughs> i just love that you're like oh it was oh i know and plus i mean it, it was also fun because I, I mean i got to weed whack a lot of people yeah. just because there's just so many damn there characters to keep track of There are a lot of people. Days. Yeah, I was actually noticing that. Yeah, I, I, I try not to throw all of them in the same book, you know, but there's just so many of them. And it's like, all right, am I, do I have any plans for you? And Okay, no, yeah, yeah, sorry about that. You know, like kind of going down the list, like, well, 
you're taking up a lot of room, and I don't have anything else for you to do, so <laughs> looks like you're a How hero. How necessary you know? are you? I mean, when you're writing an entire book that is, it's called Battleground, and the whole book is a battle, I mean, casualties are, are necessary, but yeah, I mean, it's really funny, you're just like, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> It, necessary and inevitable, and that's what so many people forget yeah. about violence. You know, once violence starts, you can't control it, and you know people get hurt and so on, and it's really hard to stop. So, if I was writing a war book where nobody important died, I wouldn't be writing a war book. That's <laughs> that because that's what yeah, war no, is. That's fair. Yeah, I'm trying like not to. I'm trying. To, I want to ask a specific question, but I don't because I don't want to spoil it for listeners. So maybe I'll ask. I'll okay. ask you when we're done because I'm like really curious about a particular character that everyone who's read the books knows what I'm talking about. Ah! so terrible but it's so good um no it was it was great it was i seriously jim thank you for delightful reads <laughs> this, oh, this, year, this year has sucked for so many reasons for everybody like it's just been like the worst in so many ways like the world is just falling apart around us yeah yeah we had this whole huge thing planned where we were going to be you know hall h at, at oh and comic-con oh you know i mean it was going to be Comic-Con amazing. Comic-Con anymore, right? Yeah, Seriously? we had this whole huge thing. I mean, we were going to get people from the TV show to show up and, you know, and Marsters was, I mean, it was, it was, it was going to be big and fancy, but instead, I guess we'll do it on the 25th anniversary. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know it was a bummer, a big fat bummer. I'm a, I'm also a big San Diego Comic-Con nerd, as you know, so, <laughs> but you know, then there are things like this and good books and good movies that get us yeah. through. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad if, if, if there was going to be a year where I was going to have a big production and make a big to do and do a really big story event book, you know, or a couple of them. Yeah, I'm glad it was this year. This was exactly yeah. the right year for that. I agree. And yeah, things have sucked for everyone. <laughs> all kinds of horrible nonsense has gone down. Everybody's hurting. I mean, you know, we're all tired. We're all worried. You know, we just got to you know, we just gotta, we just gotta, we gotta be kind to each other. We gotta stand up for each other. We gotta fight to defend our town. You know, the community that we've got, you know, we have to, it's, it's going to take work to keep it together. You know, even after things open up again, I mean, it's going to take some time for us to get used to it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's hard. It's hard seeing, I'm struggling a lot. I'm a, I'm a big like K-drama, K-pop fan and I'm like Asia's kind of gotten back to a new normal in a lot of ways. And so right. seeing all of them out there doing their, I mean, but they also wore masks a decade ago, like, you know, civilized humans who didn't want to infect each other when they were sick. So I don't know. Well, yeah, <laughs> like civilized humans who live in one of the hottest, most disease friendly and crowded places on planet earth. You know, I know. That's, that is a great thing for them to do where, where they are. Oh exactly. God. But that's what I mean. And so it's like, the, yeah, but it's hard to be like, oh, they're all like having their safe, but let less distanced as we are because it's not as scary there anymore, even though they're still being careful and whatever. But yeah, I know. I get it. But you're right. Like I said, it's it's been nice to have these these books from the series that so many people are are a big fan of. And so, yeah, I do appreciate that there were two. So. Thanks for talking with me about these today. I just wanted to, you know, support the series and spread the word and Certain. get you on the get you on the podcast just because I'm I'm a fan and I mean it's a year with two books and maybe uh, for the 25th I'll hopefully I'll be at Comic Con too and we can actually be like oh my god Comic Con yay <laughs> we're, we're here great. and alive <laughs> that would be great so all right guys thanks for listening and stay tuned uh we will have some other great interviews coming up soon i don't want to say because i'm in the process of locking a few people down but i'm really excited for who i'm chatting with so uh don't forget to tune in soon so this is lauren and jim saying bye for now bye, bye guys bye.